0: Good morning, uh, I am Nicolas Borneulis, President of Capital Link, and we are here today at uh, the 12th annual Capital Link, uh, International Shipping and Offshore Forum that we're hosting in New York at uh, Monday, March 12th and we're hosting this event today in partnership with City. And we have the great pleasure of having with us uh, Knut uh, Orbeck-Nielsen. Uh, Knut is the uh, President of uh, DNV GL Maritime. Uh, DNV GL Maritime is the largest uh, classification society if I'm not mistaken in terms of gross tonnage and uh, you were voted uh, the best classification society by Lloyd's List last year.
1: That's right, thank you very much
0: for having me. So we're delighted to have him with us and uh, we'll have a discussion about uh, classification societies and about uh, the challenges the industry is facing today. So let me uh, start with our first question. Uh, Knut, Our interviews appeal to a larger audience, to a wider audience and uh, can we start by having a bit of a detail, what is a classification society, what is the mission, the objectives, what do you do? Mm -hmm.
1: That's quite straightforward, let let me try and put it very simply, so our objective, any classification society's objective is to safeguard life, property and the environment. So what we really do is, as an independent third party, we provide trust that the asset, the vessel, the drilling rig, whatever it is, meets a certain level of, of quality standard and meets the regulatory and rule requirements. So in a way, you can say that we certify that the quality is
0: in the right place. So the quality of the equipment and the quality of the operation. That's right. Uh, now, you know, looking at uh, DNVGL, uh, you are the president of DNVGL Maritime, And you're also the chairman of the International Association of Classification Societies. So can you tell us a bit more specifically about DNVGL and DNVGL Maritime? I think it's your one part of the overall uh, entity.
1: Yeah. So at DNVGL, we span quite a, a number of different business sectors. So oil and gas, maritime, the renewable energies. We do also quite a lot within the space of ISO certification, quality, uh, environment, etc. Uh, in in the maritime space, uh, classification business is really the big uh, business for us. And uh, you, you, you mentioned that we are the leading uh, classification society, we are the biggest. Uh, for us, it's never a, a real goal to be the biggest, but it's really important to be leading and that's why we took a lot of pride when we were awarded Lloyd's List Number One Classification Society Award last year because of a lot of the innovations, the changes, and the new measures that we helped put into place for the industry.
0: Well, you are going to be on a panel today uh, shortly, right after our interview, discussing the major challenges that the uh, shipping industry is facing today. Uh, so, can I ask you, what are the major challenges that the industry is? Facing today, and what does DNV GL uh, put in place to address them and help your clients? Sure, it's a great
1: question. I, I would say, if I want to really summarize, what are the three key challenges? I would say that we are faced with tectonic shifts in markets, in regulation, and in technology. So these are all three real important areas for the shipping industry, and it's all undergoing, you know, huge changes. Uh, at this uh, time in history. So, if uh, markets you know better than I, but markets have been challenging for a long time. I think we are facing more a new reality than we will come back to the good old days, to put it that way. Regulations, there's tremendous pressure uh, from stakeholders at large about reducing emissions, about operating in a safe and responsible way. And then, lastly, on, on technology side, there is so much happening, especially in what we call the, the space of digitalization. And this area, I think, is one that will have the potential to transform shipping in the next decade.
0: Well, let's start with this, uh, if you don't mind. Let's focus a little bit more on the digitalization aspect. And here I'd like to ask you two questions if I can. Number one, you are also digitalizing your own services. So what are you doing there? And number two, how are you helping your clients to digitalize their own services? And how do you help them address the technological revolution that undoubtedly is already having a transformational impact on shipping?
1: Yeah. so I think when, when most uh, companies talk about digitalization it's really about you know taking it away from being just fluff and making something pragmatic and practical and that's what we did internally in DnVGL as well we looked at how can we uh, respond faster to our customers requests how can we do Uh, inspections in a smarter and more efficient way. So let me just give you two very short examples. How can we respond faster to customer response uh, requests? So we set up a hub um, uh, in five different places around the world and using uh, machine learning algorithms to really get the response much faster to the right expert within our company in order to produce a much quicker result. So we went from a world where we responded in about 24 hours to a world where we are responding in between three to five hours and I think this is you know one example that is quite concrete and useful. On the inspection side, you know, we've been having surveys on board for a long time, 150 years or more. Uh, Could we use drones fitted with, you know, high definition cameras to do imaging of the more difficult to get to parts of a vessel? And the answer has been yes, and we've been using drones now to access difficult spaces, and we can do that in a very safe, very quick but also in a way which does does not damage any of the coatings due to scaffoldings that you need to put up. So I think these are just two very concrete examples how digitalization can really impact the way we we deliver our services uh, to the uh, maritime customers. For the customers there are tremendous uh, challenges naturally uh, and I think you know, what is the most efficient way for a customer to take the benefits out of digitalization. I think there is potential to reduce the OPEX if you are able to put in the right measures. And these could be on a, on a number of different levels within a customer's organization, uh, but it all comes down to if you can take out, for instance, some of the officers in the engine room, Say for a tank, you have four officers in the engine room. If you, by using uh, more autonomy, can take out two of these officers, already there you can see an OPEX saving. And I think if you want to really expand this a little bit into the future, uh, having more of these savings could give you as an operator a competitive advantage. Advantage. And that's what we're all looking for
0: these days. Of course. Now, what about cybersecurity? That is a major uh, topic of concern, I think, to the industry. It is, and uh, and that is the flip side
1: of digitalization. As vessels become gradually more connected, how do we protect the vessels from any malicious attacks? I think where we stand at the moment, most vessels are not that connected. So (laughs) in that sense, we are in a good good shape. However, as more sensors comes into play, as more Wi-Fi and connectivity is being deployed on board, I think there is room for everyone to take this more seriously. Uh, what we have done is really to put out three very concrete measures to support our customers. One is a best practice on how to become cyber resilient. So that is a guidance for for the owners, the operators to use. Uh, The second is a very practical self-assessment tool that we put on our website where you as an operator or owner could go in and assess your own operations, find where are your strong points, where are your weaker points, and then we could help you to develop some of these weaker points into becoming more resilient. Uh, the third thing I think is one that is highly underestimated and that is really training of staff. Because a lot is how you deal with, you know, downloading movies, how you put these memory sticks into your computer. It's a lot about awareness and we developed an e-learning training program for both the onboard crew and for the staff onshore to help raise awareness and I think you can get a long way just by raising awareness.
0: That's a very important point, because I think uh, in every aspect of our life, however we automate, the human factor remains always, I think, a critical component of the overall process. So, you're right. I think if you train people, then the automation process can be implemented better and faster and more safely.
1: Absolutely. And after all, shipping is a people's business, so we will not be totally unmanned. I, don't, I cannot see
0: that happen, but we will move yeah. towards more automation, that's for sure. So let me ask you the last question. Uh, one of the major topics, challenges that you mentioned is uh, increased regulatory oversight. And we're having now all these new regulations coming on board regarding the environmental compliance for air and water um, emissions and uh, so can you Tell us a bit more about uh, all these changes coming to the industry, the regulations, how the industry is gearing to respond, and what do you think will be the impact Mm. of these regulations as they are implemented by the industry? Yeah,
1: Uh, you know, there is really, as I I just briefly mentioned, there is a tremendous pressure from stakeholders, policy makers, regulators, to reduce the, the environmental footprint footprint in particular and we've seen that on the the ballast water regulation we see it now with the the introduction of the sulfur cap Uh, we will also see it going forward on the reduction of CO2 emissions so I think the challenge is really that some of these uh, new regulations they put many of the ship owners operators in a difficult spot because we require them to put on board small factories to meet these regulations. And if you look at this from, say, a, a bird's perspective, you should really think that it would be much more efficient, for instance, on the sulfur cap, if the fuels were made available at the refineries and we didn't have to put all these small factories in at every single vessel. But I think the challenge is naturally that all these regulations come at a time where the shipping industry is not in a very good shape, uh, so the investments are quite significant and they come at a time where the ship owners struggle to you know, regain their uh, expenditures. Um, I'm sorry to say, but I don't think the, the pressure will ease. So there will be more uh, pressure on, on being compliant. How uh, the regulators will enforce, I think that is a question that still remains to be seen when 2020 comes around. Uh, but in the longer term, I think uh, ship owners, ship managers, technology providers, really have to look for you know, the smarter and the better solutions going forward because that will uh, help to resolve some of the underlying challenges we are facing now.
0: Well, 2020 is not that far away, and uh, I think uh, if the regulators stick to the timetable that they have announced, uh, apparently this is going to have a transformational impact on shipping. Uh, I think uh, this topic of discussion has becoming more and more prevalent Um, And uh, we see several of the shipping companies, how they are gearing to respond to that. And obviously, you play a critical role in the whole process, so we're delighted that uh, you were able to be with us today and share some of your thoughts. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure, Nicholas. Well, thank you very much. And also, you know, our event, uh, our audience is primarily an an investor and financier audience. And I think uh, What you're doing is very well known in the industry itself. But on the other uh, hand, uh, the capital providers need to know better exactly about all these topics because Mm. they are having a critical impact Mm. by providing capital to the industry. Mm. So thank you very much for uh, being with us today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you.